If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn with me, if you would, to the book of Luke. Luke, we're going to go to chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, stand with me for the reading of the Word this morning. We're going to go to verse 16. The Bible says, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Father, for the next few moments here this morning, I just ask you, Lord, to just let me be the mouthpiece, O God, for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that you would give us the spiritual ears, Lord Jesus, to hear your voice in this word. Lord, the eyes, O God, to see the path as you lay it out before us and give us the godly wisdom, Lord Jesus, to walk in that path. Father, we'll give you the thanks and the praise and the glory. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I want to talk to you this morning about the three baptisms. The three baptisms. Now the Bible says one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And that's true. That baptism is about Jesus' name. Baptism is what that's about. But I want to talk to you about the three baptisms that you're going to go through in the kingdom of God. Notice what he said here. How many of you have read that scripture? Several times. The one we just read. He answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen? A lot of people read that scripture as he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. No, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Not the Holy Ghost and fire. A lot of people think it's the fire of the Holy Ghost, but that's not what it says. And that's not what it means. There is baptism, uh, baptism with water. Now, the baptism with water is what man does. Man does that. It is... What, what is baptism with water in the name of Jesus for? Huh? That's right. And without that name, you can't access the blood. You have to have the name of Jesus because that's what opens the blood file. Remember what the Bible said. He said, whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all. Well, actually it said just do a couple of things, didn't it? It said do all. Where's that found at? I think that's somewhere over around Colossians chapter 3. Let's put our eyes on that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where it's at. Colossians 3.17. 
Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so understand, it's that name. Now let me tell you, and I've told, I've said this before, but I'm going to tell you, and I want you to know this absolutely unreservedly, that the, what's the most important thing in the Word of God? That's right. The name of Jesus. It's the most important thing. I've heard people say the blood. I've heard people say the sacrifice. I've heard people say the mercy. I've heard people look at us. No, 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 no. The most important thing is the name of Jesus. Because without that name of Jesus, you can't access the blood. You can't access the mercy. You can't access the sacrifice. You can't access none of it. The most important thing in the Word of God is the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Brother Chris, would you give me 2 Corinthians 5.17? Sister Sharon, give me Galatians 6 and 15. Sister Brenda, I see you got your sword with you this morning. I'm going to just put you to work right off. that okay? Give me Hebrews 9.22. All right, now, I wonder if my wife would get me, well, let's just, uh, we'll, we'll go over there together. Okay, who's got the first scripture there? Yeah, mm-hmm, wait, let's see, yeah, okay, go ahead, yeah, give me that one. Okay, now we're talking about water baptism at this point right now. We're, we're going to talk about the three baptisms this morning. This is water baptism. And so uh, what I want to show you is the significance, the importance, and the method of water baptism. Okay? Now, here it says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, let me tell you something, church. How many of you know that the Word of God will tell you how to do every part of the Word of God? It will tell you how to do everything. But you have to study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that, uh, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. You can't just read that book like a novel. It's not just a history book. This is a road map, praise God. And it's a very detailed road map. You don't make some trip into a into a place that uh, not hardly people many people know how to get to without really studying closely that map. Amen. Now the Bible says, "If any man be in Christ, old things are passed away; behold, all things are become new." Okay. So reading that scripture, what should be your first question? If that's true, if that's true. That if you be in Christ, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We all want that, right? So then what should be the next question? How do you get in Christ? Now let me tell you how just some examples of some people that I know you've heard would tell you. Well, we just believe that if you said that simple little prayer, Lord, I receive you and all that, well, we feel like... You're saved, and you're on your way to heaven. Well, you know what he's telling them? He's telling them they're in Christ because they said, we receive you. But let me tell you something. It ain't about you receiving him. It's about him receiving you. You come to be received. You don't come to receive Jesus. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, you might work out after all. Get in the truck. 
I think hey, I'll take I'll just take you home with me. Yeah, you'll do for a while until I get busy until that beautiful woman comes along. And, of course, you're going to have to get on down the road then because me and her are going to have to hook up. we got things to do, honey. But you'll do for a while because I'm in this real pinch right now, Lord, and I really need some financial help. So you're going to get the truck since you've got the checkbook. See, my bill's paid. You're out of here. He's God. He is God. He's God. He's the king. And for you to even be called is an absolute amazing thing. All right, so the question is, how do we get in? How do we really get in? Well, you know what? The Bible tells you. I mean, it's almost like he just thought everything. It's almost like he thought everything. <laughs> Brother Diefenbaugh, can I put you on the spot? How do you get in Christ? All right, who's got a scripture? Who's got a scripture for me? I'm going to put your thinking caps on this morning. Had them little wheels turning up there. All right. What was that? Is that right? Who's got Galatians 6.15? Amen. Read that again, sister. Amen. You see that? Neither circumcision availeth anything. The law is, is long since passed. But hold on just a minute. I want you to go over there. Since you're right there in Galatians, sister, I want you to back up to Galatians 3.27 and let's hear it. Now remember what he said. Remember what he said now. See, we're rightly dividing the word here, and you're going to know it. There ain't no question about it. When you rightly divide it, I mean, you know you're rightly dividing it. You can't, it's, it's, it's irrefutable. Now, you said if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And you was talking about being in Christ as well in that last scripture that you were just reading. Now, what does it say? So we need to know how to get in Christ. Uh-oh, now, wait a minute. Okay, now, hold on, hold on. There's the answer, but let me just tell you, when you go to the Greek up here, and I could stop and show you up here on the word, on the Greek. I've got it on, we, we do that a lot here. In the Greek there, in the, in the, uh, in the Greek, that word, as many as have been, uh, 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 baptized into Christ, it's the same word represented over in where he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. Same exact Greek word. Now, go ahead. As many as have been baptized into Christ. So, that tells you clearly right there how you get into Christ. You are baptized into Christ. So, that's how you get in Christ, is you're baptized into Christ. Then you have put on Christ. How many of you know that your righteousness is but filthy rags? 
But we put on Christ and we're seen in His righteousness. Amen. See that? Read that again. Amen. Now, let me ask you, what is, what is that baptism for, sister? And all right, what you got? See that? So many people think that Jesus say, well, I receive you, Jesus, and Lord, forgive me for my sins. You know what? Let me tell you what. Did you know your sins can be forgiven and not be remitted? That's Bible, folks. I'm telling you right now. This is the real stuff here. This is the stuff that will trip you up and cause you to stand before God and not be ready. Because ain't nobody telling you these things. But let me tell you something. It's the little things that you missed that will cost you the whole shebang. You can, listen, the Bible says, if it, the Bible says confess your sins. For if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. He will forgive you when you say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. But until you go down in that blood, in that name, in, in the blood is applied, you still have on a spotted garment. He's forgive you for it. He's forgive you for it. But the sins are not remitted. And until they're remitted, you're not going to be his bride. Now let me tell you, what else is that baptism for? <laughs> There's a lot more in that baptism than you think. That's where we become the church. You're baptized into the church in the name of Jesus. Because you don't become the church to become the bride. And by the way, it ain't the bride-to-be. It's the bride. They ain't know we're going to heaven for a marriage. We're going to heaven for a marriage supper. That comes when? That comes when? You don't go to the wedding supper before the wedding. You go to the wedding, and then you go to the wedding supper. If you ain't married, you ain't gonna be at the wedding supper, honey. I got news for you. If you ain't, if you ain't in the bride group, you ain't going. Listen, the Bible says, if many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You know what she did when she said, I do? Despite what this world likes to say, she took on my name. She's not Mrs. Margaret anymore. She's Mrs. Travis Hoffman. That's who she is. And that's certainly who she is in his eyes. Amen. And so she took on my name. She became Mrs. Me. She became my bride. She wasn't my bride till she said, I do. Let me tell you something, church. When you're baptized in the water in the name of Jesus Christ, you become Mrs. Jesus Christ. You become the bride. And then you are the church. Because the bride is the body of Christ. And he said, husbands, he said, take care of your wives. He said, to treat them well. He said, even as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. People say, well, he gave his life for the whole world. No, he didn't. He didn't give his life for none of them until they enter into it. 
He gave his life for whosoever will come, let him come. But it's the ones that come. That's who he gave his life for. Let me tell you, I've heard people say, well, well, the Bible said, he that believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, shall be saved. Yeah, you know, and they love that scripture. But let me tell you something, that's a trip. That's a, that's gonna trip you up. You, you better get the Paul Harvey on it, honey. That's the rest of the story. Let me tell you, the Bible also says, Thou believest there is one Lord, thou doest well. For the devil believe also and tremble. Let me tell you, they believe, and they're not going to... They believe more than you ever believed, I guarantee, because they know him. The devil himself was one of his angels. You don't know him like he knows him. Well, reckon he's going to heaven. Well, now, if that scripture is true, surely he's going to go there because he knows him better than you do. No, it ain't just believing it. If you believe it, you're going to do something about it. But it's funny how nobody preaches that. You know why? Because that don't fill up offering plates. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll tell you right now, when I leave here today, I'm buying me a new Ferrari with what we took in. You know what? I ain't in this for the money. I praise God for that because that keeps the message pure. We want to be prosperous, that's right. But I don't ever want to be driven by money. I want the... I want the message to be pure. Praise God. It may run some off, and whoo, honey, it sure does. I mean, tell you, you get to preaching some truth up in here, I mean, people get a whole lot of gone real quick. Oh, I just remembered. I left the microwave on. I just remembered. I, I left the oven on in Dallas. I got to go. Yeah, you people, you, you know, I've said it before that, you know, your church ought to have something to, you know, have have some uh, influence on where you live, you know. And in this church, people say, it does. I came to this church once, I'm moving. I'm moving so far that I don't have to feel guilty about not coming here no more. <laughs> Amen. I praise God for what we got. Amen. I praise God for the truth. It ain't always what you want to hear, but praise God, it's what you need to hear. And that's what I want to hear. Amen. Let's go further. Okay. Now, I want you to look. I want you to go over and look at the... At the I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ironclad this. I'm going to ironclad this. But ain't no way. You ain't going to refute this word. Go over to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. We're going to start in 38. Now, notice here on the day of Pentecost, how many of you know that's the day the church was born? It was born on the day of Pentecost. And let me tell you something. Let me just be very clear about something. I'm not Pentecostal because it's a clique. I don't say I'm Pentecostal because it's an organization I'm a part of. No way. No way. That ain't Bible. I ain't no part of that. But let me tell you why I'm Pentecostal. I'm Pentecostal because I have had and continue to have the same experience they had on the day of Pentecost. That's what makes me Pentecostal. I'm Baptist because I baptize people. That comes from the word baptizo. 
I am a Baptist. Not because somebody says, here's your piece of paper, you belong to the Baptist Convention or whatever. No, I don't need that. I'm not what man says I am. I'm what God said I am in the Word of God. And so don't ever get tied up on that, we're this club and you're that club. No, no, no. I'm the church of the living God because I've been baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. I have become the bride, therefore I am the church, and I walk by His Word. Period. End of story. I'm all those things because the Bible tells me I am. Not because some man or organization put something together and decided I'm in or out. Amen. All right. Now, okay. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Now, this is where, this is where Peter, who, by the way, had the keys to the kingdom. Is that right? Okay. He had the keys to the kingdom. Jesus handpicked Peter. He said, Peter, he said, upon this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He said, I will give to thee the keys to the kingdom. Amen? Isn't that what he said? All right. Hold on. Just give me just a second here. All right. Brother uh, brother Chris, get me Luke 24:45. How many of you know that, G, that, that, uh, that the apostles knew what they were talking about? What, what would give you that idea? Huh? What? He did what? Well, what in the world makes you think some crazy cockeyed thing like that? Where did you get that from? It is. Where would that be? It is. Where is it at, Luke? Brother, read that scripture. What's it say? Okay, so then opened he, who, who's he? Okay, so then Jesus opened their understanding that they might understand Scripture. So they knew what they was talking about, right? He gave them a revelation that we could only hope for, that we pray for, amen? He gave them the understanding, okay? He just got through telling Peter and them over in Matthew 28, 19, which is where Trinitarian doctrine churches come from with the baptism in the titles, not in the name. They baptize. They, what they do is they're doing, they're, they're repeating what he said to do, but they're not doing what he said to do. He said, and b- besides that too, if you go back in the history books and all of that, there's even a question about that being put in by, uh, the, uh, by the, uh, uh, the Roman Catholic Church, which all the way back to the Treaty of Nicaea, where they decided there was going to be three instead of one. They made a decision. There was a big, uh, uh, there was a council of Nicaea, and they were told you need to make your mind up whether there's going to be three or one, and get it done. The king was tired of listening to it, and but there was a division in the land, always from Jesus all the way to the council of Nicaea. There was never baptism in any other name other than the name of Jesus Christ or the Christ Jesus. There was not, there was no three gods, but that was a, that came along by, uh, by a group of, or a sect of people that came along and they became a big part of the Roman Catholic Church movement. And they became, it was a philosophy, that's right, and that, and that brought doubt and there was a division in the land. And so the king ordered that, hey, Y'all gonna have, we're gonna have a council and we're gonna set this straight. And so they won out at, 
the Trinitarian doctrine won out because of the influence of the people in that land, and it was from that day forward, then all of a sudden there was a trinity. Okay, now, okay, in 2819 of Matthew it says, Go ye therefore in teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of, a lot of people just say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. No, he said, in the name, not names, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. One name. Well, then, so what you need to know then, the next thing you need to ask is, what's the name? If I'm supposed to baptize in his name, what's his name? Jesus said, I'm coming in my Father's name. Huh. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Then why ask me, show us the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And there's a, and, and, and also, how many of you, is there anybody that does not have the, the prophecy wheel? Let me get y'all one of those. Hold on. Hold fast just a second. It'll take me but a second. Okay. Here is... Just for you, those of you that need one to take with you, these are the prophecy or will of prophecy. Who is God? Huh? You got one? You need one of those, sister? Okay. Now, I'm going to show you all how to look at this, too, just for a little side note here. Really good stuff here. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Love to. I love Scripture. I mean, that Scripture is everything. We don't want theory. We want Scripture. Amen. I don't want no rewritten scripture. I want the original stuff, close to it as I can get it. Amen. I'm going to give me Billy Bob's uh, uh, new fangled Bible or Bible for dummies. I may be a dummy, but I want the one Jesus. I don't want the one Jesus wrote. Amen. I want the one. Give me a King James. I don't want no new King James. I don't want no revised King James. I don't want no almost King James. So super King James. I want some. Uh, uh, no, I want the King James version, 1911 or 1611 version. All right, now, okay, I want y'all to look at me with me here. If you look at your, if you look at this rhyme, we'll show you how to do this. You'll see the middle. It says one God. Now look up at the top right there. At the top of the wheel it says God the Creator. See this? See it says God the Creator. Now go straight down all the way across from it. Jesus the Creator. This is showing you Jesus is God. Okay. Now go over here where it says God the Redeemer and Savior. See it? Then go straight down and it says, Jesus, the Redeemer and Savior. These are all the scriptures that show you that. Look to the next of that. It says, Jesus, the Shepherd. Go straight up, God, the Shepherd. Straight across, God, the King. Go straight across. It says, Jesus, the King. Jesus, the I Am and the I Am He. Go straight across. It says, God, the I Am and the I Am He. You see that? All right, even God in one place where he says, Thou, O God... Live forever. He's talking to he's talk, the voice that the Spirit of God was talking to Jesus. Okay, now, God the rock, go straight up. God the, or Jesus the rock. Jesus is coming. Go straight down. God is coming. See that? I want you to look at them scriptures and you'll see. They're one. Okay? Now, he said, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, the first John 5, 7, first John, not John, but first John 5, 7, the Bible says there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, 
and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. All right, called Jesus the Word right there. Called him the Word, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are these three are one. Then you go over to the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, flip over there with me. First, go to First John. Go to First John. Go to First John with me. First John five seven. I'm just going to follow the Holy Ghost this morning. Is that all right with y'all? First John five seven. <laughs> you fast, sister, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, she's a lightning bolt. Yep, praise God. It's good, man. I'll tell you what. That keeps that devil worried. When you're quick with that sword, woo, that scares that devil. I mean, it makes him want to jump back. First John 5, 7 says, There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Now, see the Word right there? See, we're called Jesus the Word. Now, I want you to flip over to the Gospel of John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, John, uh, the Gospel of John. Yeah, the Gospel of John. Okay. Then over at the Gospel of John, here's that same word, but notice it's capitalized. See it? Very first chapter, first verse. In the beginning was the... Uh-huh. Now notice it should be in a capital letter there, is it? Hmm? In the beginning was the Word. Notice over in 1 John 5, 7, called Jesus the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, going down there to verse 10. He was in the world. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Who was in the world? Okay. He was in the world. Listen to what it says next. And the world was made by Him. What? What? Well, wait a minute. But there are three. He didn't come along till later. No, man. No. Put the crack pipe down and back away from it. <laughs> no. No. Jesus is God. He said He was in the world. The world was made by Him. And the world knew Him not. The world knew him not. Now, going over to, going over to 14, verse 14 of the same scripture there. And what's it say? Verse 14. Verse 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same script, same exact scripture, just verse 14. Yep. And the word, who's the word? Jesus was made flesh and dwelt among us. You see that? Now, all right, now let's go on over here. Let's, let's, let's keep going because I don't want to keep y'all till midnight because I'll do it. I know y'all be throwing rocks at me and everything. Okay, all right, let me give y'all this too. Uh, let me tell you, there's a, there's a message in there called the name. Okay, uh, I, I, I believe it's in some in there. But anyway, you need that. You need that. Man, this is the most important thing in the Word of God is the name. And so, so uh, here. Hand her one of those and one of them. These are some scriptures that tell you how significant the name is 
and baptism and all that, how powerful that name is. Ooh, at 1043 of Matthew, I mean of uh, Acts. Mm-mm-mm. Good stuff. Yes, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me throw it on the floor like that. You get it? Okay. Uh, anybody? Brother Chris, would you, for sake of time, would you help me out here? There's two. There's the short part and there's the long part. Would you would you put those together for me, please, and just make sure everybody's got one? Okay. Now, okay. So, anyway, here's, here's Peter, okay, the same one that Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom to. He said, upon this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Okay. Whatsoever thou bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Praise God. He gave him the power. Then opened he their understanding to, so that they would understand Scripture. We know that. Okay. Then here they are at Pentecost. Okay. They're at the, they're at, uh, they're at uh, uh, Jerusalem, and here they are. Uh, they're at they're at uh, uh, Pentecost, and he preaches the first message. Okay, he's in a courtyard filled with thousands of people because it's a big festival. Now, he begins to tell word had gone abroad. People knew this Jesus character had been seen by lots of people alive. And I mean, that noise abroad. When you see somebody you hung on a tree and killed and put it, I mean, he, he's walking around, you're going to hear something about it. You know. And so it was noised abroad, and then here's Peter out in the courtyard, and he's, he's a real shy, timid fellow, kind of like myself. And it's a real quiet type of guy. He didn't waste any time telling them, hey, we tried to tell you that he was the Christ. We tried to tell you he was, he was the king, but you wouldn't listen. And you killed him. And now, <laughs> he's back. We tried to warn you, uh, you know what? It wasn't no patty cake baker's man message. It wasn't no cozy up to the campfire, let's sing kumbaya message. This was a look what you did, you bunch of idiots message. That's what it was. It was a wake up and smell of coffee because it's time to pay the piper message. That's what it was. Look what you've done. And you know what? Strangely enough, the Bible says they were pricked in their hearts. Imagine that. He's back alive. Uh, uh, uh-oh. Seemed like a thing to do at the time. Uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, you know what they said? They asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? In other words, <laughs> what now? What can we do? Now this same Peter, who Jesus just got to telling over there, go teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Ghost. This same Peter opened his mouth on the first day the church was born, his very first message, and he said, Repent and be baptized. At Acts chapter 2, verse 38, The very first message preached on the day of Pentecost, the day the church was born. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you and to your children, and all that are afar off, even as means the Lord our God shall call. 
A lot of people like to stop right there. But let's go further, shall we? Start your Holy Ghost car up and let's drive a few verses there. Keep the windows down and the top down if it's a drop-top Holy Ghost car. So you're not hindered in any way when you want to reach out and grab hold of one of them scriptures. Amen? Now, if you go a little further, let me get over with you. All right. Acts chapter 2, and we're going to go past verse 3. For the promise, okay, verse 40 says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Praise God we don't have an untoward generation now. Praise God that we're all pure as the driven snow in this country. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, I believe the people in that land would be considered holy compared to this land. Look at what it says in verse 41. Here's the difference in most of what's going on. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. This is just a little further than the plan of salvation. And I want you to know something. Acts chapter 238, that's the plan of salvation right there. There ain't no other plan of salvation. That's it right there. The first thing is repent. The second thing is be baptized. They're synonymous. They go hand in hand. You need to repent. Why? Because I can't bury you in the waters of baptism if you hadn't repented. Because you ain't dead. I can't bury you if you're still alive. That's against the law. But if you're dead, I'm going to bury you because I don't want you stinking. (laughs) And I ain't going to sprinkle no dirt on you. I'm going to cover you up. (laughs) Amen. I'm going to bury you. In baptism, which is, by the way, what the Bible says to do. Because the Bible says that like as he was buried and rose again, we should rise in noon and walk in newness of life. That's what we do. We're buried with him. And just as he rose, we rise. I mean, this is, this is, this is very clear stuff. Amen. Now, okay. Let's go further. Then, <laughs> here's talking about a whole group of people. They, that gladly received his word were baptized. Well, now, wonder how they were baptized. Wonder how they were baptized. What would make you think that? Because he just got to telling them how to be baptized. He said they were all baptized. Right? Okay, now I want you to notice all these things that's going on right here that nobody ever looks at. I'm going to show you everything. Man, sometimes you can go three words and there's 1,200 messages right there. I mean, you just blow through this Bible like it's a book to be quickly read. You could read this thing and study it for 500 million years. You ain't going to crack the surface hard of it. I'm telling you this so much in this Bible. Just in this little short text right here, I'm going to blow your mind. Hold on to your mind. I don't want no stuff getting all the carpet. <laughs> now, then they, 
which gladly received his word were baptized. And they were baptized just like he told them to right before that. And the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Notice how that before the declaration was made that there was 3,000 souls added the same day, that it talks about them having been baptized because they believed. They that gladly received him. Now notice this. How does that contrast with the message of today? We believe that if you receive Jesus, said this simple little prayer, we believe you're saved. That's not what the Bible says, honey. The Bible says they that gladly received him, the word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them 3,000 souls. See, you're trying to rewrite the Word of God with that sweet, smooth, little smack smack yourself message there. No. This is how you're added right here. Then he says, and they continued. Now get a grip on this. And they continued steadfastly in the... Apostles' doctrine, which was repent and be baptized in Jesus' name, every one of you, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers. Now, here's a part you never hear nothing about, verse 43. Well, no, you don't need to fear God because he just loves, love, 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 skipping through the tulips of life. Jesus loved me so much, I just can't do no wrong. Put the pipe down, son. Get on over here in the Word with me. (laughs) First of all, quit talking like that because you're a man. Quit talking like that. Now look here. And fear, there's another message in there called scared straight. Let me tell you something. You better fear him. God demands that you fear him. And if you don't fear him, you ain't even got started yet. Because the fear of the Lord is the what? The beginning of wisdom. That's the beginning. I mean, fear is the beginning. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Bible's full of that. There's a message in there called scared straight. You must fear him. And he said, and fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Now, let's go on into the next phase. That's water baptism. Y'all bear with me. Y'all ain't about to run me out of here, are you? I know it's running a couple of minutes late, but y'all, y'all bear with me. Bear with me. Hold on to the horse. We got the saddle. We got the saddle. Uh, uh, the, the horse saddled up out there, but he's still tied to the hitching post. Hang with me just a minute. All right. Now, the Bible says. Now we're going. We're talking about the one baptism. That's water baptism. 
That's where you're baptized in His name. You take on His name, you become the bride. Now, let's talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Baptism number two. Remember what Peter, I mean what Paul, John. Remember what John said. He said, I verily baptize you with water, but there cometh one after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Okay? Let me tell you, there is a baptism of the Holy Ghost, and it's not just an automatic thing. Sister, uh, would you turn over there with Sister Brenda to uh, Acts chapter uh, Acts chapter 19? And brother, would you turn over to Acts chapter 1? Who am I not using this morning? Uh, give, yeah, come on, give me Acts chapter 1-8. Uh, uh, Sister Gwen, you look uh, lonesome over there. If you would, turn with me to... Uh... <laughs> Unlonesome. <laughs> nice try. Anyway, okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you off right there. Just turn to uh, Acts uh, to uh, Acts chapter ten, though, because we're gonna go there in a minute. Okay. Now, I want you to notice something here. The Holy Ghost. Understand, the Holy Ghost is not an automatic thing. There's. Let me tell you, everybody that goes to church believes that they have the Holy Spirit. You ain't gonna never hear me call it the Holy Spirit. To me, it's the Holy Ghost. Period. I mean, it's the Holy Ghost. I just feel that in my spirit. I think the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the Holy Spirit several times, but you know, when it talks about the power, the power talks about the Holy Ghost. And I know that, you know, the Holy Spirit's in the Bible too, but it just sounds to soften it some to me. I don't know. Well, maybe I'm crazy, but that's just me. Anyway, okay. All right, uh, I'll tell you what you can get me. Hold your place, sir, at that Acts chapter 10, because we're going to go there, so keep your place. But go uh, to get me my, uh, Mark 16 and 15, Sister Gwen, would you please? Uh, 19, starting verse 1 right there. Now here, uh, and, and that's Mark 16, chapter 16, verse 15. Okay, now right over there, Sister, where you're at, Sister uh, Brenda, if you would go to uh, Acts. Now right here, let me set the stage here. Okay, uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul, greatest apostle that ever lived, he uh, uh, he he was coming through the coast there down from Ephesus, he came up on certain disciples there, and he asked them, go ahead and read. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Go ahead. He found certain disciples there, and he asked them, go ahead. Okay, now wait a minute. Now, now here's, here's a lot in this message right here too, but let me, let me just drop a thought in your mind. This is what he said there. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you what? Believed? Oh, so what are you talking about? Now, see, now there's something that goes along with belief. Okay, there's more to believe than just saying, I believe. See, he said, since you believed, and what did they, what did they say to him? Yeah, he said, man, what? Holy Ghost? Well, we ain't even heard it. What's a Holy Ghost? Well, they, you know, immediately Paul deducted in his mind because he knew the Scripture. You don't even know what the Holy Ghost is, and you're believers, but you ain't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you don't know what the Holy Ghost is? So what's his next question? Because let me tell you something. There's there's this thing called the Holy Spirit of promise, and it's over there in uh, Ephesians 1, and, and it's talking about what they said in Acts 2.38. It's a whole other message. I won't get off on that. But he said, listen, the Holy Spirit of promise. It's a promise, okay? And so his next question was, under what then were you baptized? And they said, under John's baptism. Am I quoting it right? See? And they said, under John's baptism. Well, now listen, John was a famous Baptist. 
But he baptized, he said, verily, I verily baptize you under repentance. What he was baptizing them as, they would go out in the water and they would commit themselves. He was the voice crying in the wilderness saying that there's one coming after me. The Lord cometh. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming soon. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And so they were committing themselves. In other words, they were saying we're turning from our sin. We're going to commit ourselves to a walk. So it was a sign of commitment that they were going to change their life and prepare for His soon coming. You see what I mean? That's what His baptism was. It was barely a baptism of repentance. But when He come, it was it changed. When it became in His name, it changed. And with it came the benefits. The only thing that the other baptism was for was just a commitment of a turning. They were turning their way. Repentance means to stop and turn about and go the other way. And so that was what John's baptism was about, was to get a commitment, an outward sign of commitment. That's what they were doing. Well, I baptize myself or I baptize you into a repentance. But when Jesus went to the cross and he died and rose again, that blood became the supreme sacrifice that covered us. And also, let me tell you, as I said the other day, and, uh, and some of you might not have been here for it, but that is the cutting of the covenant. Any covenant has always been a blood covenant. There's always been blood involved. That's what consummates the marriage between a husband and his wife is the shedding of the blood when they come together. And she's a virgin. There is a bloodletting there, and that is the, that is the cutting of the covenant. And so what happens when we, uh, well, how can we uh, be virgins? We've lived in this world and all that kind of stuff. And how can we be virgins when we come to the Lord? Because the Bible says as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The Bible says as many as in Christ, if you are in Christ, He is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. Praise God. So we meet Him as the chaste virgin that Paul talked about. He betrothed us as a chaste virgin unto Jesus. Then we become baptized, we become his wife. Praise God, we become his bride. We take on his name. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I will, I will forgive your sins and I will heal your land. Amen? Okay, now, he said, okay, he said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that there cometh one after him. And it goes on down there further, and it says, when they heard this, go ahead. When they heard this, they were rebaptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now listen, okay, they didn't get the Holy Ghost right then, that second, just when they were baptized. What happened? No, go down further. You were just reading. They were baptized in the name of the Lord. Okay, now when did they receive the Holy Ghost? Uh-huh. And? Uh-oh. Evidence. Now understand this. I've heard it preached hundreds and hundreds of times. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That ain't scripture. That ain't a verbatim scripture. Now it's Bible, but it ain't. It ain't a. They people do that and they quote it like it's a like it's a quotable scripture. It's not. But let me tell you this: this notion that everybody's got the Holy Ghost 
is just plain wrong. Here, the sign was they began to speak with other tongues. All right, and I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm moving quickly as I can. Just bear with me just a minute. Okay, now okay, go over to uh, uh, okay Acts chapter ten. Now, sister, you got you got Mark sixteen fifteen right? Okay, now while y'all are on your way over to Acts chapter ten, sister, I want you to read Mark sixteen fifteen. Now listen, here is clear proof. Now this is not Old Testament. How many of you know Mark's in the New Testament? I mean, it's amazing how that works, isn't it? It's New Testament. So this ain't Old Testament stuff, folks. This is New Testament too. Okay? And Sister Gwen, it says Mark 16, 15. Listen to this. This is a great commission. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on right there. Let me read down through there. You correct me if I'm wrong. He said, Go ye there into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized, shall be saved, not are saved, shall be saved. You know why? Because if you bleed, it's going to move you to action. As I said before, if I tell you this building's on fire, if you believe it, you're going to be saved. Because if you believe me, you're going to get out. I mean, it's going to move you to action. See, I'm not talking about somebody sitting there, I believe. And you're going to sit there in the building burned down. Well, you know what? No, you didn't believe. You said you believe, but you didn't believe. Because the ones that believe out in the parking lot watching the building burn down. Somebody's on the phone calling 911 and said, the building's on fire. Have you seen a fire? No, but the pastor said the building's on fire, and I believe him. Amen? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, he said, and the, now, now, he said, and listen what it says next in Matthew, I mean, Mark 16, 15. He said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. This is in Mark 16, 15. These signs shall, not might, they shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise God. Now, going down there, sister, to verse 20. Would you read verse 20 for me? Listen carefully to this. This is Jesus speaking. Listen carefully to this. And confirming the word with signs following. Proof's in the pudding, folks. I mean, listen, a picture's worth a thousand words. <laughs> Yeah, it takes several things to make a gun that works. It takes a gun, it takes ammunition, and it takes one knows how to use it. All right, now, Acts chapter 10, verse, now notice he laid his hands on them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Didn't automatically happen in Acts 19. Now notice here in Acts chapter 10. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will come actually before being baptized in the name of Jesus. Here, if you look at 10 and 42, he said, And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be judge of the quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name... Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. It's through his name, whosoever believeth. 
Remember what it said in Mark 16, 15, He that believeth and is baptized, and here it says, Through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remissions of sins. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, praise God. And they of the circumcision which believed, those were the Jews, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know they got the gift of the Holy Ghost? Look at 46. He said, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, now, you know, I mean, you know, baptism just, you know, if you want to. I mean, you know, I mean, if you feel like it. I mean, if you're in a let's go get baptized mood or, you know, if you just happen to be running by a bunch of big baptism going on, you say, I want to jump in and take a little swim. Let me show you how important it was why the man that was given the keys to the kingdom and started the church. Let me tell you, and he was against Gentiles to start with, let me tell you, even on down in the Bible. But let me tell you what he said. Listen to what he said here. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he suggested that they be baptized. What do you mean? Now, wait a minute, Peter. Now, you don't understand the modern day time, my friend. You just can't command stuff like that because now we're in a new more friendly land we want to be friendly to everybody so we just want to make several different options if you want to i mean if you feel like it why if it you know fits into your schedule if you just kind of feel a little baptizzy today then peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the lord amen This ain't no multiple choice thing, church. It's a command. It's a command. You gotta follow those commands. Now, there's gonna be outward signs confirming. There's gonna be some outward signs of what's going on inside. There's gonna be some outward signs that you have the Holy Ghost. This ain't something that's just automatic. People run up here, down here all day long and they'll tell you they got the Holy Ghost. But if there ain't no outward sign, they ain't got it. Now, Okay, last but not least, oh, man. All right, how many of you coming tonight? Y'all coming tonight? There's an idea. Why not just stay? <laughs> If we get to go. I got that on recording too, man. I, uh, yeah, I'm gonna post that on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I hate to miss this, but uh, I, I'm gonna pick this up tonight because it's gonna go right into my next message. Tonight's message is gonna be the fire. Okay, but it's not. This is the baptism with fire. This is the third part. This is good stuff, folks. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You need to be here for this. This is good stuff right here. This last part is the baptism in the fire. And let me give you just a little preface of it. How are we chosen, church? 
Isaiah 48.10, I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. I want to tell you of an assurity that he's not going to only baptize you in the Holy Ghost. That's what gives you the power because Acts 1.8 says that you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Praise God. But now there's the power and there's many things. There's the gifts of the Holy Ghost. There's the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is the Holy Ghost itself. And then there are the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the Spirit. The manifestations of the Holy Ghost, which are from the Holy Ghost, okay? Now, but tonight, we're going to talk about where he said he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Let me tell you something. If you have not gone through the fire, you're going to go through the fire. And let me tell you, don't make the mistakes that I've made in my life past. I was told that one time by a very dear friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, been in, in who I consider to be my pastor. Oh, if you've not gone through the fire, you're going to go. Oh, man, whoo, I'm going to tell you, oh, I've been through the fire. Man, I've been through the fire. Dear God, I didn't even know how to spell fire. Lord God, man. <laughs> I ain't going to say that I've been through the fire now. I just pray to God that there ain't no worse ones on the way than what I've already gone through. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you hadn't gone through it, you're going to go. Because without it, you can't make it. You can't make it. Because so many things happen in the fire that don't happen any other place. How am I straight until it be accomplished? This was his fire that he went through. That's the baptism in the fire he went through. Even he went through the baptism of fire. But I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this message tonight. I would go further, but I, I don't want to keep you all any longer. It's just going to got late now, but but uh, there is a time I'd have kept pressing on and locked the door. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I see some crazy eyes looking at me. I'm like, Lord, help me out through here. <laughs> Amen. But uh, it's going to be good. Praise God. And uh, this is ironclad stuff. Just know it. Did, you give, did everybody get a copy of this? Everybody get a copy of the other? Please read that. Study it. Look at the, look at the Bible. Let me tell you something. Don't take my word for it. Don't you ever just take my word for it. Get in that Bible. If you got some questions, let's get in it together. Praise God. I'll show you in the Word of God. I want you to see it for yourself. I'm not one of them, hey, let me preach it and believe it. Just believe it because I preach it. No, 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 no. Because I can't get you to heaven. All I can do is tell you what the Bible tells you about making it to heaven. I can't get you there. But that Word of God can get you there. And I may not always be around. If something ever happens to me, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to tell you this as solid as it can be. Don't you never go backwards. Don't never go back to what was behind. You keep plowing into this truth, no matter how difficult it is or difficult it sounds, because it's the only thing that's going to get you home. Amen. Well, I appreciate that. 
Well, I appreciate you, those good words and kind words there, sister, because that's, that's the key. That's the key. It's got to be crystal clear. And once you have it, once you truly understand something, they can't nobody take that from you. That's the one thing that the devil can't steal from you is the revealed word. When it's revealed, I mean, you got it. It don't matter if a doctor, uh, I'm Dr. Spock. Doctor so-and-so, doctor, 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 because i got 14 doctorates. I'm doctor, 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 so-and-so. Well, man, you 14 kinds of idiot. You went to school that many years to get that stupid and paid money for it, too. I'm going, man. You know, it's the blind leading the blind, folks. I ain't sharpest knife in the drawer, but what I got, I'm going to tell you, I got it. And they can't nobody steal it. Amen. Praise God. All right. Hallelujah.